what I want to do before I even dive into anything. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us about yourself a little bit, and then we'll get started from there. Sure. Yep. My name is John. Um, I live in uh, the beautiful state of Vermont. Um, I have a graphic design degree. I've I've had my own business for about twenty one years. IRL web design graphic design company. Um, you know, that's what sort of got me into the whole NFT space was the whole design of it and all of the different art that came out of it. Because just having a Newman stop it, having a fine arts degree. Oh, let me get rid of my dog here. He's driving me crazy. Hold on a second. Hold on. <laughs> That's a good problem to have. Sorry, I've got two little French bulldogs and they just climb on me wherever I go. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah. And so, you know, um, I took that sort of art degree and um, knew that I couldn't make a living as, an, as a fine artist. You know, my mother has some art skills, but she also worked for a law firm. My twin brother had some art skills, but... He ended up taking a career, you know, down in New York and finance and all that stuff. And I was like, well, you know, I really love the arts and all that stuff. So I took my degree and I started my own graphic design company. Right. And so that's where I got the into the illustration of it and the in the art of it and the illustrator and the Photoshop and the Dreamweaver and PageMaker and Quark Express and all of the software. And then I met, you know, so then I was like looking for my first tattoo. Right. And I was like, I need to find a tattoo artist. I need to find an illustrator. So I found this website back in the day called Tattoo Do. And you sort of list your ideas for tattoos and artists from all over the world submit ideas. And I'd submitted an idea for a fish tattoo that I wanted. And I got a ton of different designs from all over the world. And this last one came in at the 11th hour. And I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking perfect. So it was this, this woman named Lisa. And I was like, holy shit, she lives in Connecticut. This is great. Not somebody across the pond, whatever. And I, I awarded her the contest. And I got the tattoo on my leg. And ever since then, she's, she's designed, I think, three or four of my tattoos. And 15 years later, we're still friends. And she's the artist that worked on our NFT project. I came to her and I said, Lisa, I said, yo. I said, I've, let me tell you a little bit about crypto. I got into it early, yada, yada, yada. And she had no idea what I was talking about. Kind of like everybody else I talked to when I talk about the funky flies. Just today on the golf course, somebody's like, what's with the what's with the tattoo on the forearm? I'm like, it's an NFT project. And they looked at me like I was cross-eyed. And I was like, well, let's, <laughs> just not, let's, let's not get into it, right? So then I just, it, it, it went from there. And I said, Lisa, I said, this is, this is the leap of faith that we have to take. I said, we've got an idea here. We've got your illustration. We don't know how to market it, but let's take a let's take a leap of faith. Like, let's do something a little different. Let's get a little uncomfortable. So Rick, Lisa and I started Funky Flies like last December and it just it, it grew from there. It sort of just it just picked up speed. And, you know, obviously we hit a few speed bumps in the road. But like the entire time I was working on that, you know, 15 hours a day. I had my day job that I was working on another 10 hours a day. So I was cranking. I was like moonlighting. I couldn't stop up early, late at night, you know, and then, and then somebody told me that I had to do Twitter spaces and I'm like, what the hell are Twitter spaces? I don't even have a Twitter account. I had a funky flies Twitter account. So then I had to get a personal account and then I had to do this and I had to do that. And I remember I was in a, um, I think this is where sister and I met was in a Mandox space. I think. And that was the first time I ever shilled Funky Flies, that in a Scurpy space. And I remember, like, you know, the sweaty armpits and the 
I'm not a public speaker and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And I don't know enough about NFTs to sound educated. So I had this little bullet list of like things to touch on and, you know, I shilled it, I did it and it just got more and more comfortable. And, you know, fast forward now, like, you know, I do spaces all the time and I've met a lot of cool friends and I don't know, it's just, it's been a life changing experience for me, you know, not so much financially, but so more tech, tech, technical wise, uh, being on the cutting edge wise, um, having sort of fun and being creative again wise. For me, that's what it's been all about. You know, the community building has been awesome, creating the art, creating the products, you know, coming in and like being able to like, you know, be upfront and be honest and be doxxed and be like a real human from day one to me uh, has been a lot of fun. I know that probably veered off course a little bit, but you know, no, no, that was, yeah. that was perfect. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, that's why, that's why we are where we are now. I mean, I've got a team now mm-hmm. and you know, I did a lot in the beginning. I was doing a ton in the beginning and I'm still doing a ton now, but I've got this team now. We've got this really solid core that everybody knows their roles and it's, it's an LLC. Now it's trademarked. It's a business. You know, we've got a merch store. We've got an Amazon store. We've got a business plan. We've got, you know, we've got documents that we're signing in January 1st. I mean, we're, we're doing it right. We're doing it slowly. And, you know, we want to be around for a long time. And so for us to create community building things like Flingo and to connect with like you and, you know, other products that I would have never known or been a part of or been invested in all because of Funky Flies. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah, been, it's, it's just been a whirlwind. It's been a whirlwind. I love it. I love it. I I have so many tangents I want to take based on everything that you've said so far, but I'll try to break it down a little bit. Uh, first of all, I, I really like I really, really like the fact that um, you said that you want to do it right and you want to do it slow. And a lot of people in the NFT space don't realize that if someone's promising you like, oh, yeah, you get these many returns or like, oh, quick flip and do this and that money making money super fast only happens for like 0.00 i don't know how many 0.1% people and they just don't get lucky they're just either manipulating the market or they just know the right people and it's like a closed circle uh projects like these like that's why i was so excited to talk to you john because you mentioned things like you you have a business plan you're you established an llc you're you're running this like an actual business but also focusing on the creativity um, and that is so huge for the long-term success of a project. And I think like you guys are coming up pretty close to a one year uh, for your first anniversary, right? Yeah, we started, we actually started the artwork, I think, yeah, December in December. So it's been, it's going to be almost a year, which is insane. Wow. It feels, it feels Wait, like in, about years, but... oh, you guys are like hundred years old. So yeah, I feel like I'm a hundred uh, years old, but yeah, <laughs> when you go into a space and you say, oh yeah, you guys have been around for a while. I'm like, Jesus, I'm like Christ almighty. Really? <laughs> we, have, we haven't been around that long, you know? <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. Crypto market is just so exponential and everything, even with time. I, I honestly, like I got into NFTs. Like our project, we we launched in, uh, I think, and then like, it feels like we've been around forever because the bear market is just like slows things down for you, which is kind of a nice thing, right? Oh, it uh, does. Yep. What I wanted to dive into with you, though, first of all, love the fact that you uh, basically took your and you have that relationship you take it to the next level and introduce them to web3 whether if it weren't for you maybe like lisa would never have 
like gotten into NFTs. She would or have like, never. She would have never gotten into NFTs. I can guarantee. So yeah, I great. love that. that you're an educator outside of the project, and <laughs> you, you you said you remind me like you have the merch store. So first of all, what I want to learn about is how did you come up with the idea of Funky Flies? Like, where did this come from? Like, what was the inspiration here? So the inspiration was. My buddy Rick and I, so Rick is Rick has been, so I met Rick 20, 22 years ago. I dabbled in online ads and I had placed an ad on a live surf cam uh, down in Folly Beach, South Carolina. And Rick saw the ad and called me or emailed me and said, Hey, do you need website hosting? And I was like, Well, fuck yeah, I'll give you a, a, I'll give you a try. 21 years later and 700 sites later, him and I have a data center down in Texas. We're hosting websites. We're in business together. He is the one that came to me early and said, hey, you need to get into Bitcoin. You need to get into Ethereum. It's called crypto, blah, 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 blah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to stick to website hosting. What what year was this? Oh, dude, this was uh, 21. This is probably, let's say, 15 or 16 years ago, right? Damn. Wait, no. Hold on. Ethereum was what, 2015? Bitcoin was 2009. Exactly. Okay. So 2009, 10-ish? Exactly. And so so I was like, okay, so he he had got into it early. So a year later, I got into it, thank God, right? So I got into Bitcoin and Ethereum a year after him and I started talking. So him and I would just go back and forth about ideas, ideas, ideas. I'm, you know, sending him hosting, blah, blah, blah. So then him and I start talking about NFTs and I didn't understand it since I didn't understand it. I didn't get into it. And then fast forward to like, you know, the last three years I started buying NFTs, apocalyptic apes. I started buying all these different projects. Didn't know what the fuck I was buying, bought into projects. Like I've got a wallet that's got so many rugged projects in it because all they did was take the money and they minted, 50 of them and they didn't want to continue so i've got these nfts that are freaking worthless i had to hide them so rick comes to me and he says dude let's do a project you know i had you know i had experience in um erc20 tokens investing in those pumping those you know making some eth on those but i was like well let's do an nft project like what can we do and this is when i had realized like board apes Ape, 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 ape. Everything's an ape. Everything's about an ape. Everything's a version of an ape. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I don't want to do that. What do we do? We just started looking all over, looking all over. I said, Lisa, send me some of your old doodles and your old sketches. Let me get some inspiration. So she came across, She, I came across a drawing in one of her notepads of this little zombie bee. And it was this weird little bee. And I was like, well, fuck, that looks like a fly. Let's do a, f-. I said, literally, Let's do a fly. So I searched all over OpenSea and there was no, people were attempting to do them, maybe some one of one stuff. And, but there was nobody doing a generative fly. And I said, Lisa, literally within 48 hours, Lisa, I need you to draw me something funky. I need you to make it a fly, make it creepy. Let me see what you got. And the first iteration that she did, was so funny I'll, I'll i'll post it i'll post it in the discord maybe later or if i turn my computer on i'll post it but the first iteration like blew me away and i was like oh my god this is fucking perfect like how do we make this work because the one thing that was weird was 
in NFTs, PFP, it started with PFPs, right? Board Apes, a PFP project. Everything from the, from the shoulders up, like we didn't do that. You know, everything was facing right. We were facing left. Everything was a shoulder and up. We were a full body, like tiny little legs, tiny little parts. Like how do we make it interesting? And her and I just went back and forth and back and forth narrowing down the legs, narrowing down what the body is. How is it going to change? I mean, there's still weirdness about how we had to do the snout in the eyes and things like that. We just wanted to do something that was different and something that could coexist like with other projects. Like when we first started coming out, um, you know, I had taken our flies and put them all over the apocalyptic apes. Now that wasn't intentional to say, Hey, we're shitting on you. That was, that was our message saying, listen, there's room for other things other than another eight project. That was our take and nothing personal. People sort of loved it and we, we kept doing it and we sort of made a name for ourselves doing it. And then that's how the flies were born. It was just, I remember launching them and I remember our first Instagram account and our first Instagram post where people saw it and they were like, whoa, what the fuck is that? You know, what is that? And it just caught the attention of people and it sort of caught on. And that's where that's how it started. Just from a sketch that I saw in Lisa's drawing and her book and her sketches is what sparked the idea. Period. That's, it. that's that's so amazing. I love the I love the idea that you you took the creative liberty to push the boundaries, you know, like everybody was conforming to the ape idea, just trying to uh, replicate the success, maybe get a little bit of piece of the pie, I guess. Like uh, it kind of happens like it happened in. Uh, if you remember back in the day when dot com was like brand new, like everybody was trying to be Yahoo and there's like 50,000 websites showing you like the news, and like sports event updates. And Dude, stuff I, used like to, that. I used to use Netscape for Christ's sake. You know, I know what you're talking Nets- about. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're humans. We do the same shit over and over. Like we think like Web3 is going to be any different. No, you're going to see 50,000 eight projects like that's. That's what it's going to be. So I love that you took the creative liberty to like create something new and like push the boundaries on what people expect. And I looked at the collection and I love it. Like it's so unique and it's, it's like, like you said, it's creepy and it's, it's a fucking fly. And it's, it's, you know, it's like, it's right there. Like there's nothing to explain. You see it. You're like, this is, this is amazing. Like I love it. And I love the, the logo that you guys have, the Rasta fly. So like, what's the, uh what's the connection there like uh so so the so i designed the logo but the connection to the rostafly is is when i met rick for the first time he is a he played in a reggae band and he had dreadlocks down to his ass and they, everybody called him rasta rick and so when i first drove down to south carolina to meet him my wife and i were going down there for a week to you know to rent a rent a house on the beach and stuff and I rolled onto Folly Beach, South Carolina. I'm like, where's this Rasta Rick dude, right? There's one gas station. I pull into the gas station. I'm waiting there. And, and up comes this dude on a three-wheel bike, dreadlocks, Rasta shoes, Rasta fucking armband, Rasta everything. And I was like, that's got to be him. That's Rasta Rick. And <laughs> that's where it came from, like, and I, I, I'm a fan too. Like I love reggae music. I listen to it all the time. My golf bags, all reggae colors and stuff. And awesome. uh, it's just, uh, it's something that I wanted to put throughout the collection. And it's, it even goes into our mutants. It goes into our flingo boards. It's part of our OG collection. And that's where it started because I, everybody called him Rasta Rick. 
you know, and he was part of the team back then. So that's yeah, incredible. I'm actually yeah. going to post our, our, uh, the artwork that we created for the space and that has the Rasta fly in the logo. So for people to see if they haven't seen it, I, I think it's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, I do. I do a couple different versions of it based on like, if, if I'm doing it on merchandise or if I'm doing it's trade, the logos trademarked itself, not necessarily the color schemes or the color ways. Okay. Yeah, I try, I try to change it up a little bit. They look great on hats. They look great on merch and all that stuff. So, oh, I bet I was already thinking like on a t a black t shirt. It'll look pretty cool. Oh yeah. Well, I'm um, gonna hook you up. With, I'm gonna hook you up with some merch. <laughs> right, so don't you worry. Oh, you'll be yeah, you'll, you'll, appreciate you'll be rosted out, bro. You know. There, <laughs> I was I was a huge rosted kid myself. Like I was from the age of I think fourteen to like seventeen, I had so much Bob Marley stuff. It was insane. Like my entire room and everything. So like when I saw the logo, I'm like, this is incredible. Um, John, you started touching base on your collection a little bit and the ecosystem. And I think it's perfect timing and perfect segue to kind of talk a little bit about how the collection has evolved and what what you guys are getting. Where'd you guys start with the collection and where you guys uh, what, what's the journey been of, of the ecosystem so far? The journey of the ecosystem was in the beginning, we didn't know how to market it and what we were doing. Right. I'll be, I'll be upfront with that. We didn't know, we, you know, we talked to, we talked to Fiddy, we talked to all these other project owners and we were like, what do we, how do we do this? Like, what are we doing? Because we did all of this in the beginning without paid art, without paid marketing or advertising or fake followers. Like, We've been at this for a year and we just cracked 8,700 followers on Twitter. Like we don't pay for any type of marketing. Obviously we made a partnership in the beginning that turned out to be a little toxic. Everyone knows about that. I mean, we're, we're, we're so far past that, which is great. Um, we learned a lot from that. You know, we learned a lot with who to partner with, how to vet people, who to connect with, who not to connect with. Um, you know, we've made, we've made, we did, I made a bad, I've made bad decisions. We've all made bad decisions in this project, but the fact that we're like, we're pushing through, you know, the floor goes up and down. That's, that's what everybody these days, you know, to me, the floor is not a big concern. Obviously it's going to get there when it gets there, because I keep telling our community that it's a community-based thing. I see, I see a lazy lion down there. I own a lazy lion. The reason the lazy lions are so powerful and so, their floor is so fucking solid. It's because they have a, a community that believes in it and loves it and is behind it 24 hours a day. And I try to reiterate that to people in our community and say, hey, you know, if you're unsatisfied, get the fuck out. That's fine. Sell your NFTs. But the people that are in, like, show me, show the community how much you are, are into the project and how much you value it. Like that, if you want to sell it, that's fine. But sell it for a price that, is worth it and, and keep the floor up and things like that. We, this has been an ongoing thing in our, in our community for a while. And it stems back to that, you know, sort of sour relationship. But again, we're working through that and we've got a lot of things. I mean, we had come out with a token and we did the staking aspect and that from the beginning, like I said, I've experienced with tokens. And the one thing we wanted to do is we wanted people to be able to stake them every day and earn Ethereum and be able to make income and all that other shit. The SEC part of it and the government part of it and, and the regulation part of it, for me personally, as a business owner with a lot to lose, scared me. So 
we know we put a we put this token out, we put the staking platform out, we put we added some liquidity. All the seven percent sales from the Funky Flies floor went to the liquidity, but it kept being drained and drained and drained. And so I made the decision personally that I don't want an ERC twenty token associated with our project any further. What we did is we we decided to bring all of our staking in house in Discord, where it's a it's a funky fly coin and, and it's an earning, uh, it's a it's a it's an it's an easier it's an easier coin for us to manipulate. We're not offering up um, financial return. We are offering up the ability for you to redeem. You're going to be able to redeem these reward coins. We do them for rumbles. We do them for this. We do them for that. People can come in and, and stake. They can come in and, and verify their wallet. If they have a Goflingo board, a mutant, or an OG fly, come in and daily collect rewards. And then we have a date. We have we need to get to a certain point with our public mint for our mutants, which is only like 600 left. Once those are minted out, people will be able to redeem their reward coins for merchandise, for NFTs, and whatever the value is of their coin. The, the coins are worth 0.01 in US dollars, so one cent. And so we're going to redeem those for 50% of the value if they want Ethereum. So we've got a redemption plan set. And so, you know, I wasn't a big fan in the beginning saying, hey, you know, you're going to be able to pay your fucking mortgage off with the funky flies and staking them every day. Like, that's not what I'm comfortable promoting. I'm more comfortable promoting killer art, killer community, the ability to earn a reward, the brand that we're selling, the brand that we're creating, the merchandise that we're creating, the partnerships that we're creating. I mean, Adrenaline Junkie down there, I've known that motherfucker since day one, and I want to get him up here. Like, he has been by my side since day one. He's a twin. He's wearing the one-of-one Rasta Snoop Fly. The coloring book was his idea. Flingo was his idea. For the community, by the community, and that motherfucker has showed up since day one so he's been a huge part of our success. And and I know people are like, well, you know, you haven't made $8 million like other projects. But I'm like, we didn't need to make $8 million. We made enough to, to be able to put it back into the project and keep it going. I mean, I, I don't sit here and work. I don't sit here and get paid from Funky Flies at all. We, you know, we did this Flingo project. I'm probably in that four or 5,000 bucks. I've probably taken 200 bucks back since we started that Flingo game. And that's okay with me because... To me, what Flingo has done for us and what we've been able to do for other projects because of that, because of Adrenaline Junkie, like to me, that gets me off. That makes me happy. I don't need to sit here and make millions of dollars. My, my personal job does well enough where it allows me to have the freedom to do Funky Flies and not worry about getting paid from it. Like, that's the least of my worries. I mean, would it be great to take a paycheck at some point? Fuck yeah, it'd be great. But that's not what we're after. You know what I mean? Let, let's be honest. You know, after our little our little um, toxic relationship, I'll call it, I want to say that the flies sort of faded a little bit. And we were still there. We were still grinding. And we just had to put our heads together and be like, what can we do to get us back in the ball game? Like, what can we do? Like, I still have... I've got a lot of heart. I've got a lot of things I want to give away. I've got a brand that I want. I'm not going to give up on this brand. I've got a fucking funky fly tattoo on my forearm. How do we keep this going? And, you know, everybody plays games in Web3. 
Um, you know, everybody plays Zeus Bingo in Web3. Everybody plays poker in Web3. And Adrenaline came to me and said, hey, Bing, I'm not a poker player personally, so I, I could give a shit about poker, but I'll play bingo. I said, but how do we make it a little different? And this is where Adrenaline stepped up to the plate and was like, this is what we need to do, and we need to include the traits. The traits will make everybody sweep floors, get every trait that they want on their board, which keeps our entire collection interesting. And, and it keeps the floor moving, and it keeps flies being purchased and sold and listed. So it's been a game changer, and I wanted to personally thank I've you know Adrenaline and I talk almost every other day, but you know he's part of the team now. He's part owner. He's a twenty five percent owner of the project now, and like I just wanted to bring him up and give him his props. We we are we pride ourselves on, you know, if we we build these, we're not a mega space holder, right? We want mm-hmm. to showcase a project, and so what we really incentivize is like, listen, if we're going to give you Ethereum. And we're going to, and I don't really like to give away funky flies. I just recently started giving away flies here and there, here and there, because one of my community members was like, why didn't you ever give away flies? I'm like, fuck, I guess I don't really ever give away flies. <laughs> but I always say to people, like, listen, if people are going to come up and donate a fun, an NFT for one of our Flingo games, and I'll give you a, for instance, one of our Flingo game nights, we gave away over 60 NFTs last Wednesday, game four, 40 NFTs plus $300 these people are coming up out of the goodness of their heart to mm-hmm. promote their project because if you go into a mega space you can go in there for five minutes and get nothing out of it but these people mm-hmm. want to come up share their community share their art share their nfts and i always say listen if you drop their floors we are going to know and we are going to ban you from playing our flingo game for a month so do not go and take these nfts and drop people's floor to turn around and make a quick buck. I know people need to make money. I know there's IRL mm-hmm. shit that goes on, but like give it a chance. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like give people's yeah. projects a chance. So we know who's flipping them and who's not. And so that's just a, you know, that's just something that I wanted in place before we even started because I don't like when people flip NFTs. I mean, I'm not going to say that I've never done it, mm-hmm. but I've always sold it for more than what the floor is. Always. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah, I I just wanted to quickly jump in and talk about a little bit on so NFT space, be it NFT space or like social media in general, right? Like people are too, too, too focused on the red flags. Everything's about red flags, right? Like what's the red flag? But like people don't talk about green flags. Like I like to I like talking about green flags, like what is good about something, right? So to me, a green flag in a project is a situation like this where adrenaline junkie somebody who was in the community, they believed in the project, they minted. Then they decided to take a little bit more ownership because they saw the vision and they trusted the leadership and the founder and the vision of the project and decided to take ownership. I relate to it on a personal level because I was just a holder in the Medellin society. I, I minted the project. I talked to the founders on a daily basis. They're docs since day one. The roadmap has been transparent since day one. And I realized like, hey guys, like I would like to step into the role to be the community manager because I absolutely, number one, love our Leon family. Number two, super proud of our project. Number three, I love where we're heading and more people need to hear about this. And I think I can do this. So when I stepped in, I when I heard about 
you talking about adrenaline junkie and how like he's a 25% partner now like that that to me is a huge green flag and i love hearing stories like that about projects because at the end of the day like you said john it's honestly it's honestly all about the community and when people don't realize that like yes you need to be running a business but the business is only going to make money when you have that community believing in what you're doing and they push the vision forward by bringing in new ideas and challenge you, challenging you on bad ideas. Like not everybody's perfect. You make mistakes. Um, wanted to have you round us up, John, with uh, what are you excited about right now? What, what are the funky flies working on? Well, I mean, right now, the, the, what we're working on primarily is the community building aspect. I mean, we put a, a realistic roadmap 2.0 on our website, funkyflies.com. And a lot of this that we've been rolling out little by little with regards to T-shirt contests, with regards to, you know, the Funky Fly vans, with regards to the, uh, all of the AMAs and the projects and the, and, and the multipliers and the, and the this and the that, like, that's what we're focusing on now. I mean, I've got some ideas and we, we talk on a day-to-day basis and, you know, I'm learning a lot from a lot of these projects, like what I don't want to be, what I don't want to do. Like I sat in a space yesterday when I was vacuuming my car that had 2,500 people in it for a free mint and people coming up and grilling this poor motherfucker. And I was like, you know, I don't like, to me, it's like, I'm, we're, it's not that we're sitting back and, 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 and watching, but I'm literally getting into as many spaces and into as many projects as I can to see what stage they're at, what they're doing, what they're struggling with, what they're successful at and taking that information, sort of storing it and being like, okay, like what takes us to the next level? Because to me right now, the number one thing that I want to build on is this brand that we've got. We've got Danny Gonzalez on our team. That's working on our Amazon store right now, ex-professional skateboarder, he sees the vision. He's on the team. Like that's the type of stuff for me that I'm most focused on because right now in this market, not a lot of people making money, you know, not a lot of people flipping NFTs spaces, attendances are down interactions on Twitter are down. Like shit's changing. Things are changing. And so right now you have to focus. like somebody came up to me one day and said, Hey, you guys are doing way too much. Like there's too much shit going on. Like, there's an auction for a, a mutant, a mutant ape lab one of one. There's a t-shirt contest. There's a flingo game. There's a project AMA. There's four sweet special. There's this. There's that. So it's like now that we've got like this full bill of daily, weekly, and monthly things that are going on. Now I'm able to pick one thing, focus on it for a month. Then next month, focus on something else, and it's all going to come together in the end. And so that's what we've been focusing on. Like it's the brand. It's the community because for a while we didn't do spaces. I sort of dipped out of spaces for a while because I got sick of them. I was I was bored with it. I was like uh, exhausted by it because there were days where I was on spaces for 10 hours a day up until 3 in the morning. My wife wanted to kill me. But then all of a sudden I took a break from it and I came back and I was like, I see the benefit. I get it. People want to know that you're a real person. People want to know that you've got a tramp stamp. People want to know that you've made mistakes. Like So that's why we're back. We try, I try to get in as many spaces as I can, get the brand awareness out there. And when sister told me that people still don't know who we are, 
that means we're not doing a good enough job yet. And so that's what we're focusing on now, because honestly, there's no way in God's green earth I would ever launch another NFT project in this market because I have a successful project and art and community that I love. And that's my focus. Mm. I love that. And that, that is the, I think that's the right attitude to have because you're, you're focusing on the right things. And to me, the right things are um, the community, the business plan and uh, putting, putting your, putting your hard work out there, irrespective of what the market does and showing complete conviction and what you've built and taking the community with you, which I think you, your project basically uh, checks all those marks. So um, I, I just, I, okay. I am curious I used to love bands when I was in high school and I just somehow like fell out of it. I don't know what happened. Maybe my engineering degree had had a part to play with it because we had a uniform. Like who has a uniform in college, right? Um, so I want to know about the about the vans. Like wh what are you guys doing? Like are you going to have your own like line of vans or like are you going to custom do those vans and ship them out? Yeah, How I mean, that... so what, yeah, what I've been doing is I've been like, I have some contacts there that I've sort of been talking to. And, you know, it was interesting because when I went in and used the customizer to sort of build my own set of vans, they wouldn't let me design them because of because the trademark was in the works, right? So they wouldn't let me do anything on those vans related to the funky flies. And so I had to go through this process of getting like, you know, signing paperwork and saying that I own the brand and all that other stuff. And so, you know, I personally have this care package that I've been crafting and designing because uh, I've got a contact in vans, the company that owns it, th th there's an umbrella that owns it. And I'm actually going to send in a funky flies um, care package with regards to our coloring books, some of our shoes, um, some merchandise, and I'm going to try to work a deal and say, hey, you need these in your stores. Because, I mean, we went through so many pairs of vans in the course of a month and a half. It was insane. It was insane. And so, to me, it was more about, you know, the brand, and it looked cool, and they're comfortable as Christ. I have ton I have a tons of vans. I wear them every day. I wear them on the golf course. Like, it's just the, it's the shoe brand that I wanted to put our logo on, put our brand on. And it just fits. It fits. Right. And so one of my goals is to try to make a deal with them to get our brand in their stores. That's my goal. So I've been working on it. I've got contact information. I've got a pitch deck. I've got it all. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the behind the scenes day stuff that people aren't seeing because that's where I want this to go. You know what I mean? We've got professional skateboarders that D DM us all the time on Instagram. Like, hey, let me get some gear. Do this, do that. And, and to me, it's like, okay. It's starting to work, but now I got to figure out, like, from a marketing standpoint, what makes the most sense, right? Because the NFTs is a, is a is a is a launch is a launch pad. That's that's what it is, right? And yeah, well, people don't realize. Like, I uh, I tell everybody that enters the space and is new to the space, and when I'm educating or like I'm in a space as well where there's newbies in there. NFTs are first of all, you're not going to get rich. Um, that era's gone. All the people that are getting rich are the ones that got rich in the first place, and now they're just using the money that they made. Totally. More money. So do not think you're going to get rich overnight. So that's out of the door. Second, 
this is not a art exhibition space. Like when people think like, oh, this is just like, oh, art project, cool. Yeah, and if PFP NFTs, art NFTs have their space, have their place, uh, but those are one-on-ones or they barely can create a community around them because then there's not enough to go around. So those are collectibles, which are very unique. And again, most people are not going to get their hands on them. Leaving generative art, which is the third piece, which again, like you said perfectly, these are these are for you to be part of something that you believe in. Like the problem with Web2 is we have all these social media places and Facebook has been around for a while and Facebook marketplace or Facebook places or Facebook groups. I think it's called Facebook groups where people can like uh, join and meet about certain things. Like it was too inorganic to even like to be successful. Like it's just something about it that didn't resonate. So now that you see that you have artwork and something that you believe in, and if you believe in something, there's an NFT project out there that'll get you, uh, that, that, that will be your home. So a lot of people have multiple like interests, and that's why like people have collections of NFTs because they want to get into those communities. That is just the entry point. After that, like the, the founders and the community together have to figure out like what are we doing next like you said the launch pad like that the the nft project itself can never be the product like when people tell like when i hear people say like oh we're all focused on our nft i'm like that's a red flag because that's going to be done in like no time like doesn't matter how long it took to do your artwork when you're launched What's next? How are you engaging your community on a daily basis? What are you doing per month? What are you doing for the quarter? You got to bring in that business mindset at some point to be successful. So I think when I, when I personally vet projects, like to me, it's like if I don't hear words like roadmap, which uh, I mean, roadmap, not in the sense like everybody has a roadmap, but like a roadmap with a business plan, with the revenue generation system and basically community engagement aspect. If you don't have those you're probably not going to be around because like you said, it's a bear market. Nobody's making money. So it's the right time to build, build for the future, build for the five to 10 years, like create the next generation of brands. And the beauty of Web3 is that you can, you can literally take branding to the next level. You can take branding to the point of ownership where people can own fractions of your brand without having to go through like a, like a lawyer or anything. It's all, baked into the contract like that's the beauty of web3 so um again super grateful uh john for you to be able to make time on such a short notice projects that meet our uh, value system honestly like when we find synergy with the value system like people that love to give back people that are positive people that are building something unique and they're they have a genuine business model behind what they're trying to do the partnerships with vans and things like that those are the things that I need to focus on because right now we're all sort of like treading water in crypto. Personally, we're treading water and you just got to be smart. Like I'm not going to sit here and, you know, promise people that they're going to make mortgage payments at the end of next month. Cause that's just not going to happen. So that's sort of where our heads are at, but you know, feel free to drop in the discord. We launch. I mean, I say this now, but tomorrow I may come up with an awesome idea and say, Hey, we're going to do this. So, you know, I always say, I always sort of do that, but you know, we're trying to get on a schedule. We're trying to like not be ADHD and try to focus because we have so many ideas 
and so many awesome community members that come out with so many awesome ideas. Like we want to just push it all out, but we need to like tone it back. Um, Dr. Milburn down in the crowd, I think he's still here and he's not here, but he puts out this, this daily like review of what's going on with the floor and what we've got going on. And when I saw the last one, I was like, yeah, we're, we're putting way too much out at the same time. So we're going to, we're going to like try to focus our energies on certain things and just be a little bit more organized. Um, but we want people to come along for the ride. I mean, we're here to stay, you know, we're not here to rug anybody. We've been, you know, here for a long time and will continue to be, and we're very active. I'm the owner. I'm available. I'm in discord 24 hours a day. I'm on my fucking phone 24 hours a day. People have my cell phone number. Um, I talk to other project developers all the time, asking questions, what they're doing, what's not working. So, you know, come come check us out for sure. And if you've got any more questions, just shoot me a direct message. All right. With that, I want to thank everybody from both our communities and all our guest listeners for being up here and uh, basically just just being in a space to learn about a project just gives you is a responsibility that I think each and every investor in NFT has, and you need to be active in the space. Like John said earlier, I really liked it. It's like, you're, you can't just sit and just hope your bags are going to pump. That's not how things work. You got to be actively engaged in the communities you believe in and you got to do your part. So thank you everybody for being here. It was extremely incredible. Mm -hmm.